If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search show. I'm in the zone. Black and black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black and black. Black, black, black. That's right. I couldn't think of a more appropriate opening clip for a couple of reasons. Now, it's no secret our show usually comes out on Wednesday mornings, right? And we have had extenuating circumstances that have caused us to push our show back. The biggest one being us being black. God damn it, we on <laughs> CP time. If there has ever been an episode to be late, it's this one here. The first one of Black History Month, God damn it. Because like the clip said, <laughs> we black. We black. We biggity, biggity black. No, hey, CP I will time. not subscribe to that. Oh, but you will. Because this is coming out on Friday. And beyond that, guess what else? This is the time to lean completely and totally in to all of the stereotypes that, you know, we may cautiously be honest about identifying with a little bit of bit you know yes i love fried chicken yes i dance and sing the words to a melody you know and things like that yes you know what i'm saying i like opulence sometimes gaudiness yes you know what i'm saying i like my comb a little hair on the front porch yes i put a lot of sugar in my kool-aid you know all that kind of stuff it's time to be not just black bliggity bliggity black and that's where to Portia Williams and Mama Diane, who are the people that you heard in that clip. <laughs> Welcome to Black History Month, everybody. We start off on the right foot on CP time. And with that being said, it's okay. Asante drinking lemonade for me. Because right. I'm black. Okay. I'm black. I'm bleedy, bleedy black. Roll your <laughs> neck. Roll your neck. I'm telling you, like, this is the time. So, you know, like I said, put on a gold chain, y'all, because it's Black History Month. <laughs> And with I that being two. said, okay, <laughs> two <Look>. chains. <laughs> okay, with Come that being on. said, I'd like to welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Not Doctor Luton Martha the King didn't. <laughs> hey, friend, yeah, you are bliggity bliggity black. Hello, my loves. It's so nice to see the both of you. Nice After to see you some too. Time. I swear to God, if I could touch hands like Celia and Nettie, I would. I would. 
I and thank y'all. you to I know I miss you guys too. Thank you to all the listeners too for being patient with us and uh, not killing us too much. They actually, everybody was really nice about it. Saying, yes. Take your time. The, Take your the time. The gentle listeners. Thank y'all. Thank gentle. We appreciate thank the grace. Um, as Dustin says, it's a very trying time. It was uh, trying. Thank you for all the prayers and the love. Uh, but we're here now. <laughs> Somebody's yes, alarm are. going off. I think <laughs> this it's. Is, uh, I was about to say we present, and someone else is present too. I think it's my doorbell. Sorry about that. <laughs> I feel like the white that dude from the white stripes. I'm thinking about my doorbell. When you gonna ring it? When you gonna ring it? That's how I feel over here, y'all. I already see what kind of episode this is about. I'm thinking about my doorbell. You know what else I'm thinking about, y'all? Y'all know that was the jam. I'm thinking about my doorbell. When you gonna ring it? When you gonna ring it? Okay, but no. <laughs> And that's word to the white side. They from Detroit, another black ass city. I'm telling you, this is a Black History Month episode, baby. They may be a white group, but they from a black city. Okay, they from Detroit. So shout out to them. Um, also, um, shout out to the Super Bowl. You know, it's Super Bowl weekend. Who you rooting for? The team with the black quarterback. If they got a black quarterback, Who's but playing? they got black coach. They ain't got a black coach. Who did the coach got? A black wife. That's who. You know, that's how you have to. Pick and choose. So shout out to everybody. I hope someone is taking a shot for every time you say black on this episode. Oh, they'd be wiped by now. I tell you what they need to bet on. Black. That's right. Okay. And speaking of black, actually before we jump into the black business of the week, does anyone have any announcements this week? Uh no, I don't. Mm -mm. No. Lowest profiles. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I will be teaching a course on attachment versus connection in Haza School this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will post the link under our, you know, the Friend Zones information box. It'll be on my Twitter as well as the Friend Zone Twitter. If you're interested, it's going to be a really good class. Uh, like I said, it's been a very trying couple of weeks. Uh, yes, we had man. to push that back as well. Thank you for the grace to Haza students as well for that. But I'm back on. I'm black on, as Dustin was saying. <laughs> <You're back on. laughs> I'm a little black late. on, right? And a That's little it. late. This is a little it. week Just late. A little late. That's it. <laughs> but we're gonna have a wonderful class. Um, like I said, that information will be posted if you want to read more of the description that Haz wrote on exactly what we'll be covering. But that's this Sunday. What's that? The seventh at mm-hmm. one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just want to put that out there. Oh, and thank you too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And also, we're going to be releasing the embodiment box as well with our sprays. The the collaboration I did with Haas, we'll be releasing it the day of the class. That's going to be like a treat for after class. I'll announce it, post that. You guys know that always sells out very quickly. I'll be helping people out. I'm telling you, put a little behind your ears and on your wrist, (laughs) y'all. So definitely look out for for the class link as well as the embodiment link that will be dropping a few hours after that. And that's Fran, what it. you gonna wear when you teach? I don't like know. Like a teacher I... outfit, you know, like a teacher outfit. Tell me what a teacher outfit is, Dustin. Oh, well, what's the, depends on the school district. First of all, oh lord, you know what I'm saying public versus private. A lot of different factors, but but most teachers, you know, you think about like the. The blouse buttoned up with the little ruffle collar, and then you had the ribbon tied around the collar, and like the ball come down on the front, you know, on the blouse. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a pencil skirt. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a maybe a twin set. 
cardigan and tank. You know what I'm saying? Black frame glasses. You know, friend. Top knot. You know the vibes. You know the vibes, friend. You know the vibes. Knowing me, that's probably going to be a hoodie and a head wrap, to be honest. Yeah. That's about as much as I have to give. Learn the real. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's as much as mama has to give. (laughs) But speaking of black, are y'all ready for this week's black business? Is it the blackest? This one's actually pretty darn black. So yes. <laughs> according to rebundle.co, one in three women experiences scalp irritation from plastic synthetic hair. We've uh-huh. all been there. Have y'all been there? I've been there. We're often forced to choose between enduring the pain and discomfort with at-home remedies or taking the braids down, resulting in a loss of time and money. Bottom line is, and hair, bottom line is we deserve better. Created by Sierra Imani May, Jessica Sanders, and Danielle Washington, Rebundle.co is the first U.S.-made plant-based braiding hair. Oh, my God. Vegan braids. Vegan braids. Non-toxic, eco-friendly hair extensions that are better for your scalp and better for the environment. You can pre-order now at rebundle.co. That's R-E-B-U-N-D-L-E dot C-O. That's amazing, you guys. Yes, it is. Plant-based braiding hair. And I've been there. You know, normally what people suggest is that you dip your synthetic braiding hair in like ACV, apple Mm -hmm. cider vinegar, and that helps minimize the itch because it kind of releases any chemicals and toxins that may be on it. Mm. It helps, but the itch is bad. Mm. I mean, it helps a little bit, but sometimes, I mean, it's synthetic. You're literally putting plastic in your scalp and your scalp is just not really into it. So I love that they've figured this out. I would love to hear more about it. Right now, they're just, you know, in the uh, pre-order phase, but once they start sending those out... For the beta bitches only. Beta bitches only. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to try it, you know, for my braids. I get my hair braided, Jade, Crystal, all of us. So this Mm -hmm. is going to be really, really great for all of us. And shout out to these women for creating the first ever U.S. made plant-based. Like that's genius. Genius. Legendary, legendary. So definitely check them out. And that's it for the black business. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I do it, I want it to be plant-based. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I come up in here looking like sitting up in my room on y'all ass. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when you wanted to get braids? I do. <laughs> I do too. I was going to give me some guy rest his soul, so a, a wig with some Nipsey braids, remember? <laughs> and you mm-hmm. were dead serious. Hell yeah, I was going to go see Tokyo. Shit, <laughs> fuck that. Them braids is going to look right. But yes, they went, but now I'm glad I waited because they're plant-based. <laughs> and that being said, it's a Dustin Ross takeover. Let us know what you got for us this week, Dustin. That's right. So this week we have um, something that we know that people love. It's a bit of a, I think we would categorize this this episode as a crime zone officially, right? Because hey. oh. it's about crime, um, but this is also a recap of sorts. Um We've talked a few times on the show about the documentary Don't F with Cats. And I'm not censoring the title. It's literally F, not fuck. So Don't F with Cats. It comes on. It's available on. It comes on like it's recurring. It's just sitting there. It's on Netflix. There are three episodes of this first season, right? 
And originally, like I said, I had heard you guys talk about this. Um, and then just in my own travels, I ended up finding this, stumbling across this documentary. And I was thoroughly <laughs> shocked, entertained. Mortified. I was in awe. I was mortified. I was horrified <laughs> um, by some of the things he did. I was slurified. There was just so many <laughs> things going on in this documentary. But I figured it was a journey that our listeners would definitely enjoy taking with us. So let's talk about Don't F with Cats on Netflix, shall oh, we? Oh, goodness. Right? What a ride. With so Don't <laughs> F with Cats. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I did that. It's a documentary that's available on Netflix, like I said, and it examines the disturbing case of Luca Magnata. Luca Rocco Magnata, to be exact. Now, the what watched, a name. Oh, the my name. God. And, you know, it's so funny when we were first introduced to this character in the show. <laughs> character. The way, that, the way that the lady who, well, let me just go in order. Let's just go in order, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So Luca Magnata is a convicted murderer who displayed warning signs of violence online months before he killed an undergrad student at Concordia University in Montreal. Right now, this just from that short (laughs) synopsis alone, this has all the makings of a Hollywood story. I completely see why this found its way in documentary form to Netflix for consumption by the masses, because as a person who prides himself on being nosy when it comes to news headlines, now I won't be in y'all business, but <laughs> news headlines, you know what I'm saying? I want to know what the fuck is going on. I don't remember anything about this case and I keep up with shit like this. I don't either. I never right. heard about it. And I mean, it was literally, a, it was, it was, they was on that, uh, Tribe Called Quest. We were on a world tour. They was on a world <laughs> tour for Luca Magnota. They had to look all over the globe for this motherfucker. And I'm surprised that we it didn't, you know, come across our desk at the time. Right. But here we are. So back in 2010, um, Luca Magnata under an Elias, under an A Elias. <laughs> like the like big boy, like Elias Brothers. <laughs> That's my notes, y'all. Okay. At least you caught it. At least you caught it. That's what it. I did, you know, and threw a bit, threw it back a little bit. You motherfuckers ain't gonna get me. All right. So here we go. So in 2010, under an alias, okay, Luca began posting gruesome videos online, right? And in the beginning of of his presence online, with this video that was called um, Two Kittens, One uh, or Two. What was the name of the damn video? I didn't put it in my notes. But the first video was Two Kittens, One Something, right? And that was the first video that he posted online where when the video came on, it showed a young man in this room, right? White walls, actually kind of yellowish white walls, some kittens, and a vacuum seal bag. Now, I was conflicted watching this scene, right? Because as a child... I never really fucked with cats, you know what I'm saying? But I did like those. I was fascinated by those vacuum seal bags. You oh all know. Goodness. You've seen the commercials in the infomercials for years. They had mm-hmm. some that were made for when you wanted to put away large amounts of clothing, you know, like for season mm-hmm. to season. Comforters, put your you winter know? clothes yeah. under your bed. Yeah, you put them under bed. You put them on in, in that bag and zip it shut. And you hook it up to that damn vacuum and it get to making all that noise and the clothes just come right down and just disappear i've never seen anything like it as a child i was you know fascinated (laughs) then i was fascinated by the vacuum seal bags you used in the kitchen remember they had the other machine where you put the shit in the bag and then hook it up to that machine it start making all that noise and seal shit shit your food would last a lifetime 
So I was always fascinated by those. So watching this scene, you know what I mean? This video that went online and caught the attention of all these other people that we're going to talk about shortly. I was like, whoa, this is awful because this ain't what I liked about these vacuum bags. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never thought a motherfucker was supposed to be putting some live kittens in one of these damn vacuum bags. And while Peter was so camped out. Dark. Oh, my God. While Peter was camped out fucking with us outside the Canada Goose store. Where was y'all at? Where your ass was at? You know what I'm saying? When Luca Magnata was doing his thing. So anyway. So remind me again, did he post this video on YouTube? He posted the video on it was it was a YouTube link, but it was posted to a group of it was posted to online to like Facebook. It was on a oh, Facebook. Wow. It was a Facebook okay. link. Twisted. So this caught the attention of a woman named Deanna Thompson. Now, Deanna Thompson lived in Las Vegas. Um she there's really nothing she's a nondescript woman she kind of puts you in the mind of some of the people that you saw <laughs> in the tiger King. Yeah, like. she's nondescript <laughs> she is she's nondescript she looks like uh like the family guy people wow, like meg meg and them Ross. you know what i'm saying she puts you in the mind of some of the people you saw in the tiger king documentary <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know mm. what i mean when i say nondescript you know what i'm saying she just looked like the type She's of person there. That would, just there the type of person that would be met, caught up in a messy ass story <laughs> like this that you had to be nosy to get caught up in in the first damn place more on that now so she <laughs> comes across this video she's online under an alias not an elias because she felt like she had more freedom using a different name on the internet right Sign number one that you a nosy person who just wants to get on here and do everything without somebody knowing it's you. Yeah, issues. So she chooses the name Body B A U D I M O V I N Body Moving. Right, that's her name. Now this was chosen because it was a play on the single Body Moving by the Beastie Boys, which I'm sure you all know. You know, Body Moving, Body Body Moving. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's the song that she chose to choose her name from. Now. As a viewer, right, just a person who was watching this documentary, that struck me. You know, I I I found it odd that someone who literally did not move <laughs> from the same spot all three episodes of this damn documentary series would have the nerve to call themselves body moving when that's the last thing it looked like you have done. She had she literally sat still the whole documentary. Other motherfuckers walking around. I saw him here and then <laughs> in this building to the left, you know. But she was literally in front of her computer the entire documentary and the entire time that she was a part of this story. Every time she had something to say or was narrating a portion of this, it was about how she sat in front of her computer and, you know, found out some information, sat in front of her computer and retraced his steps, sat in front of her computer and and researched his stuff. The only time I seen her move was when she went to the vacuum cleaner store. And, you know, you got to be lazy to go to the vacuum cleaner store. So that tells her story. So, mm hmm. A few things here, right? Well, mm-hmm. you just said vacuum, and uh, you know, let me rewind for a little bit because I was stuck there when I first mm-hmm. watched the uh, when they first talked about this YouTube video, uh, one boy, one boy, two kittens, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, damn, this must have been back in the era when they were doing all those weird ass videos. Like, do you remember when they were doing like the two girls, one cup, and all that? Yes. Oh my god! Like, I just remember thinking to myself, like. I, I don't remember this being one of those. So whatever was like about to happen, I knew I was ready to be alarmed, but I was 
well, I was 10 types of fucked up because they was talking about using the vacuum and you know, when I go see my, my, uh, never mind. All I know is every time I see one of those <laughs> vacuum sealers now, I'm a little fucked up in the game after that documentary. And it's been several times because, you know, it's just, it was terrible. But I'm um, <laughs> back to body moving. That <laughs> alarmed me for so many reasons. It, I was intrigued and alarmed by her sitting there investigating behind the computer screen because I was thinking to myself, like, damn, these motherfuckers, like, rallied on facebook and had like a secret group and the nigga infiltrated one like sorry to fast forward but like it was just crazy to me that there was like this mass uh investigation happening of civilians and that they were <laughs> low-key kind of good at it like i was like damn this bitch ain't left her house she just goes to work and then comes home and is like a, a fucking billy badass online but is, PI. That, is that not the internet now like the internet I mean, is the little FBI. You can't even hide someone and post their arm without people Right, because they post Twitter, do your thing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Twitter, do your thing. I had never seen this sort of investigative work was just on a different <laughs> level. So It was. It, I mean, I, seriously, like these people needed to be hired by the FBI. Um, mm-hmm. Her and John Green. but more Or on the Shade end. Room. One or, of the the two. Sh- or the Shade Room. Okay? <laughs> or TMZ shit. They break some stories now. <laughs> so... Basically, this video comes online of this guy killing these cats in a vacuum cleaner bag, a vacuum vacuum cleaner, yeah, a vacuum cleaner bag (laughs) with a Santa hat on, right? And he's playing this music um, from the '80s that he he loved. And every time he posted a message, because this was the first of several videos that he made um, doing physical harm to animals uh, in the beginning. And every time that he did, there were hints or clues that were linked back to serial killers of the past or movies of the past or things that were just undertones that kind of told his story or why he was doing this um so he posts that video she can't even body moving is who i'm talking about right now she can't even recount the video in the in the documentary because it's just too much for her when she starts describing it basically watching these cats be harmed she loved cats not on a carol baskin level but on a baskin and robbins level so anyway (laughs) so so her she posts this video or the video gets posted it obviously (laughs) you know makes her upset so she starts a facebook group you know to just kind of try to figure out who this asshole is in this video that's harming these cats they start uh going through um based on the fake name that he had used on the account trace it back to this other guy um, who was basically just a troll that was commenting under the video. They assumed that he was the person in the video, harassed this man. He ends up committing suicide, you guys, right? My goodness. It wasn't even him. He I was forgot just a troll. that part. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time as much shit happened afterwards, it's no surprise because it was just so much. But yeah, so that kind of put the stall on the group who was at this point trying their best to figure out who this guy was in this first video killing these two cats, right? As if that wasn't enough, another video gets posted, right? And now, whoever this guy is in the video who's not showing his face um, and is not obviously easily identifiable in this video, he posts another video where he is actually drowning two kittens in a um, in a bathtub. Mm-mm-mm. Of course, the lady body moving is about to spontaneously combust when she sees this video. <laughs> And as is the rest of this community that has grown increasingly large with the second release of the video, because now people are like, you know, that's wrong to be effing with these cats like that. 
So this huge online community forms um, of people who are trying to find out who this guy is. As I said, they already had a false alarm. Guy rest his soul because the young man ended up taking his life which is by no means anything funny. Um, it's terrible that that happened, but it just shows you the power of my mentality on the internet and internet bullying because it can fuck with people to the point where they start to make those sort of decisions in real life. Of so course. And after- it always it always uh, spills over into real life. Like always. People are always like, oh, you could just turn it off, but harassment ends up right at your door nowadays. So harassment, no way doxing, to escape it. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So... That happens, false alarm, they still don't know who this guy is. Another damn video gets posted. By this time, so many people are seeing this because, as I said, this community of people has grown so so large. So there are people now who have an interest in this case or in this you know, mystery at this point because it wasn't a case at this time. They have an interest in finding out who this guy is. There are people who are literal detectives, people who have ties to police organizations, people who have one gentleman who was telling part of the story. He owned a, um, a company that was sort of like a um, bounty hunter, you know, for people who were doing harm to animals or whatever. And he wouldn't even tell what their tactics were. He said to use your imagination. So I wanted to see more on that. Like yeah, when I they did too, it would have been called stand your ground because you come over here trying to use some tactics that that you gotta use your imagination for. I'm gonna put a hot one in your ass. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that's what it would have looked like over here. Okay, shot. Moving forward <laughs> now. So I'm telling you, because these people, all these people, had a lot of nerve because they were so motivated by a desire to crack the case or find out who this was and bring some justice to these cats that they took on the role of not just private investigators, federal investigators, the FBI, uh, Interpol, anything you can think of. These people Interpol. were these people were acting and you know acting as. Um, and so they did some hellified investigation work, and they started to do two things. Number one, look for different things in the room to identify a location like the cigarette package on the bed, um, the fact that it had a certain general's warning on Can it. Can we talk you know? about how insane that is? Because yeah. if you remember those videos, you couldn't really see shit. It was like the wall, the comforter, and like and ha- half of the night table to even mm-hmm. catch the cigarette. Like that's some next level investigative work <clears throat> them like posting on forums and shit like especially on behalf of some people who ain't got shit to do with anything that has the word investigator attached to it these are <laughs> right. fucking normal people didn't she, that bitch work at the casino she body moving <laughs> she, she worked at the casino remember because she was scared he was gonna come up there right I and so that uh because remember Looking he posted that shoulder. video of walking through the casino and shit. Let remember? her know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, bitch, I'm on to you. I mean, <laughs> there, there's something crazy about them being, like, normal people. But at the same time, you know, people have, like, a natural... I don't want to say if it's a natural talent, but they just have a natural inclination, I guess, to gather information or, hell, just plainly be nosy. And yeah. the way that they was able to exercise that to me, I was just like... Like, I... I don't know why, like, that was the most interesting part of this to me. Like, not to... You know, nothing to... 
I don't want to take anything away from the victims because they didn't deserve anything that they got. But when I think about Luca doing all this shit for this clout, like, you know, fuck him. So I think about the other part of it, like these people and getting that investigative spirit because it was so crazy to me that body moving and John that like, I don't know even know if that was like their first time meeting on the damn uh, yes, documentary because yes. they made it seem like they've been in contact for so long outside of the investigation. So I guess they were still, you know, sending emails or whatever. But the fact that he even just took this damn documentary for them to finally meet, I was like, y'all were so interested in investigating this shit y'all didn't even care to actually like meet up and link up with each other until this shit you know i guess subsided i was like that was crazy a lot to be said about that but a lot so they start taking his videos and doing two things looking for items in the videos like i said to identify his location by um things like the cigarette package and um things like a vacuum cleaner there was a yellow rounded um small vacuum cleaner in the video that body moving who wasn't moving ended up researching to see where it was sold around the world it was only sold in north america um and so north america canada um and some of mexico or whatever so fucking uh body moving ends up they say they they narrow the search down to those areas they look at the um cigarettes like i said narrow the search down even more other people get their hands on this and they identify um, him in Canada, right? They see that he's in Canada somewhere. More videos are posted and they end up getting a uh, message to their Facebook group that they created saying, hey, I think the person that you're looking for is this guy named Luca Magnata. And so Body Moving's like, I've never heard this name before. She's like, but what happened when I put up the search? Just it, I, I had never seen anything like it. She said that when they searched the name, all these articles came up um, about Luca Magnata um, being spotted here or there. Or Luca Magnata is in this location and Luca Magnata as if he's like a celebrity and all these headlines were written about him. Upon further research, the same person had created all of these um, accounts and all of these <laughs> headlines and all these stories or whatever to, to make it seem as if th this person was like a famous person or a notable. That's you know. very 2021. Oh, my God. <laughs> very. So, very catfish, right? So then <laughs> all the pictures that were popping up of Luca, right? Which, sidebar... They ended up getting um, doing like some facial recognition software and finding out Jesus that Christ. Um, the the picture that was accompanied to the account that had posted the video in the first place was or that um, they assumed was the guy in the video was actually a picture of a act of a porn actor that they had photoshopped to put a hat on and make the um, thumbnail picture the profile picture for the account. So they was just mm -hmm. all throwing off. So then. <laughs> As they started doing, like, looking through the pictures of Luca, the John Green guy, who was the nosiest of them all, he was like, something is off on these pictures. He, As he started to go through literally every picture available of this Luca person, they noticed that the faces weren't matching other parts of the bodies or the face wouldn't match um, the environment or whatever. So they come to realize that all these pictures are fucking Photoshop. Somebody had went through Photoshop this face on all these different pictures to make it seem as if they traveled the world and you know been in all these lavish I got places that part. Mm -hmm. what the hell all that shit and then this upon further weird investigation doc. weird <laughs> and so then they find an actual video link of luca magnata a video and not on that deep fake shit either mind you this is 2010 so <laughs> it was probably around then 
he was auditioning for a Canadian model show, right? Which ding, that links the vacuum cleaner or whatever, which they had identified the guy to be in Canada or whatever by. So now that they've seen him on this Canadian model search show, they feel like they're on to something. They research more and more pictures, end up seeing um, a gas station in the background of one of the photos. Oh my God. To identify what city he was in in Canada. They, they look up the location of all these gas stations, find a neighborhood, do a Google search, find a building <laughs> that matches um, the background of the building that he was photographed in that's near one of the gas stations that had the sign in it. They find out the exact building the motherfucker was in, go to it. What no, the? Luca. Can I just say how, how this also made makes you um, reconsider how you post pictures online? Especially anywhere near where you live. Everything's in front of a green screen from now on. <laughs> green screen on. But like everything about it though. people find shit. It is, this is like, um, remember the show You on Netflix? How he found yes. exactly where she lived just by scanning her Instagram posts. Yeah. Crazy. 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 Oof. Um, so at this point, uh, he kills more kittens. Um, he did something else terrible. I don't even really want to say how because it's unnecessary. It's just right. literally gruesome just what he did to these kittens. Um, and so they end up tracing him, like I said, back to Canada. Long story short, they end up finding out that he is in England at this point, right? He's gone from Canada. He's traveled from Canada to England. More videos are posted. This guy who I told you operated the service as a bounty hunter for people that were harming animals. His sister was like a criminal psychologist or something, and she identified certain characteristics about whoever was doing this to these cats. She said that it was all the signs of a serial killer, that they would um, start with something helpless like a cat or a kitten, and then want then begin to crave more of a challenge as they murdered whatever was next. Um, and that usually ended up transitioning from small pets, different animals to small children, elderly people, whoever they could deem weaker than them um, and accomplish the kill, right? So they already kind of had a blueprint laid out for what this crazy motherfucker would do. Now, what I would also like to add is that as they researched this Luca Magnota guy, right, who, as I was watching the documentary, I thought it was going to be another false alarm, but no, it really, spoiler alert, it really was him. So he was literally obsessed with the idea of fame. He had gone uh, and moved from clearly. Yeah, he Whoever moved to would Toronto. Take the time to photo to Photoshop their face on. All oh my god! People. Really wanted to act. Nothing really panned out with that. Really wanted to model. Nothing really panned out with that. So he began to be an escort. Um, something did pan out with that. <laughs> so that, that's how he ended up staying afloat as he traveled the world. In the documentary, once they find out that it's Luca Magnata, Luca Magnata. They end up circling the globe trying to find where he's from. They find his mom's house, so his mom becomes a part of the documentary. We're skipping around a little bit, but these are pieces of the story that we just have to talk about. Right. So his mom, from the minute that we're introduced to her, she said that she was in her house, you know, and she heard somebody beating at the door, boom, 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 and shining flashlights through the window, right? Because at this point, Luca had released another video um, that had him in the video, with an ice pick stabbing a human who he had tied up on a bed and Ooh, then killing a small puppy afterward, right? And 
it wasn't just like one puncture. There were like several. That, like he basically stabbed him for like eight minutes straight or whatever. Why am I doing my arm like that as I'm describing <laughs> this? Because that's so unnecessary. I don't need to pump my arm up and down to let you know effect. he continued to stab this guy. But I just started doing it. You know so, how angry you got to be? Oh, my God. Or demented, you know? And the person was tied up. So they were restrained. They could not get away. It was literally something that you had to do because you wanted to do that, you know, and it's a sign, like I said, of a serial killer. So the motherfucker was crazy. So he, um, of course, it had already been anticipated that he would, you know, transition from small animals to people. And right. He did. To be, yeah. And they were trying to catch him before he escalated, mm-hmm. but clearly it was too late. It was too late. And and these people, this uh, body moving that didn't move. <laughs> Every time and you John said. Green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And John Green, they had really done some great detective work and compiled a lot of things that they eventually did turn over to the authorities, but never went anywhere. The authorities really didn't take them serious um, without a, a human victim. It was just Internet fodder. They turned all their records over to the um, Toronto Police Department. They were in contact with a detective who they really had to work hard to get his attention um, to even look at this stuff. And unfortunately, it's just nothing ever came nothing. of it. Nothing. Until the video where he killed the person. So, can I say something though? Of course you can. Can I say something? Can of I say something? <laughs> it really, really bothered me. And I'm curious if you felt this way too. How body moving and what's his name? John? John. Green. Mm-hmm. Were so livid about these cats. The literal title of the documentary comes from body moving, spazzing in the middle of the documentary and being like, don't fuck with cats. Do you remember like she said it and mm-hmm. it's really like, and it turns into that. And then when it comes out that he killed this Asian man, yep. it was so casually mentioned. And mm-hmm. then just like, you know, and then it was just like on to the next cat. Fran, when the video where so in the video where he like I said in the video where he murders this who we find out later to be this Asian man mm-hmm. um, named Jun Lin right he was thirty three yeah. years old God rest his soul but in that video immediately <clears throat> after he stabs Jun Lin repeatedly he kills a black and white puppy right and as body moving who wasn't moving when she was describing the story <laughs> as she said. She's talking about the. She really, as you said, rather friend. She glazes over him stabbing this, this mean, human, and then gets choked up and, and can't continue about, about the dog. The dog. <laughs> That's why I was about to turn it off the first and time I, I watched and it. And I know that we we joke around a lot as black people and say like white people care more about their pets <laughs> than a human. And we know that to be true. Mm-hmm. Like a white person will cry about a dog before they cry about a black person being killed on the street. We know that to be true. Mm-hmm. But to see it in documentary form just did something different to me. Like I was like, she's crying about the dog. Not saying that you can't cry about the dog, but right. I'm amazed that she had no feelings over she the Asian man. Literally, none. Looked like she she looked like Lil Kim at Biggie's funeral. <laughs> You remember them pictures of little yeah, Kim and with, Biggie? Yeah, when Mary J. With was Mary holding her, her up. Mm-hmm. That's how she looked. And it was really amazing Distraught. to me. Because in my head, I'm thinking this all along because they they focused so much more 
on the um, harm of the cats than they did the murder of John Lynn. But Literally, in no the one very, said anything about him. No one. And in the very sentence where she's describing the video, she said the words, friend, it blew me away. She said, and, and it was horrible what he did to, 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 uh, to the, the human stabbing him. But the puppy, <laughs> but for him to do the puppy, she literally... That's how the sentence was structured. That's how this. That's how she but delivered the, the information. And yeah, I, I like that the documentary touched on it, but it was funny because it's. So, I think maybe because we can tell, like it was just so they literally touched on it because they didn't even double back. Like they showed June, uh, Jen Lynn's best friend, and I thought it was really important when we got to hear him speak and say, you know, like we haven't even talked about him. Like we don't talk about how, like you know, he's the head of. He's supposed to be the head of the family. He was the oldest, and you know, he's supposed to take care of the family. Now he's gone. Like there's just no, there was no justice for he him. He was an afterthought. He was literally an afterthought. Like because the whole yep. documentary, as you're saying, is about them catching this man about the shit that he did to these animals. Not even about the fact that he did this shit to a human. So it was really fucked up, and it's something that we do see reinforced and uh, sorry to switch gears just a little bit but this is something that i dealt with um on a part of the season on real housewives of beverly hills because one of the women uh lisa vanderpump who's no longer on the show she always every year there's this dog festival in china where they you know slaughter animals and she was trying to do something about them not doing that and so the women were like you know we hear you that's cool whatever but you know we just don't feel that strongly about the damn animals and some people you know <laughs> finally came around uh, later but i felt like it was so important to show that some of them girls didn't care about them damn animals but a lot of them didn't make the point like you know there are other bodies that matter or anything like that like it was just like i just thought it was cool for to show white people like oh well y'all don't give a fuck about the animals that damn much but what do you care about but she didn't she never got to that point so we're back here I can see the trifling bitch. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> she kind of was, yeah. I'm just playing. No, but um, okay, so another thing of note. And one of the reasons that I'm purposely kind of bouncing all over the place is because this is something that you kind of have to see to believe. Right. Um, and this, so this is more, this isn't so much of a recap of the documentary. These are just things for you to pay attention to when you watch. That's really mm-hmm. the per- the gist of this conversation. Um, and so another thing I want to point out is Anna Yorkin, right? Luca's mom. Once she came onto the documentary, every scene. Yeah, she was in episode three. Did you watch episode three? You watched yeah, all three, Yeah, I watched right? the whole yeah. thing, yeah. You, you, talk, you talking about Luca Mama? Yeah, mm-hmm. Luca Mama. <laughs> Luca Mama. Because so, she was upset. She, not only was she upset, every scene that we saw her in, she defended him. Support, she so defended supportive. her son. And it's one thing because I get it because, I, you know, I'll ride to the wheels fall off. Y'all know that. But when there's video evidence of your son doing these things and he admits to you um, because someone, you know, had obviously circulated the videos back toward her. And at the time that um, she became a part of this conversation, Luca was already basically wanted by the police and being sought after for murder because now there was video evidence of him. He had been ID by several people. There was video evidence of him killing a body and the body had actually been found because when he disposed of the body of Jun Lin, he put the torso minus the head arms and excuse me, minus the head <sighs> hands and feet. So the torso was in the ca- in the suitcase. The arms were in the suitcase. They had been cut off and the legs were in the suitcase. They had been cut off as well, but there was no head, no hands and no feet. He placed that um, next to a trash dumpster, okay, in Montreal, which is where he killed this man. Because at this time, he had gone from Toronto over to the UK. 
um, to Montreal. Mm. He goes to Montreal, kills this man, puts him in a suitcase, um, but does not place the head or the hands or the feet in there. The suitcase begins to rot, stink, maggots start coming out of the suitcase left and right. There's blood and brown um, uh, liquid draining from the suitcase and also about 28 garbage bags that were next to it. And the stench was so bad that it caught the attention of a man who was taking the trash out um, for the building. And he also noticed that not only was the suitcase stanking, but it was old and had a lock on it, which was unusual because normally when people throw away old luggage, they don't lock it. It's empty. They literally just throw the luggage piece in the garbage or buy the garbage. This one was locked. And he said he became curious and he said he saw the maggots coming out and he opened it up. Now, here's where I here's where I hop off. Because if it's stinking, and you know the you way that they say dead bodies stink, yeah, that's a different stench. It's something that most most people never smell in their lifetime. But from the people who have smelled dead, rotting flesh and they bodies, they say you literally never forget never. it. It sears your, uh, it's it kills your brain cells. Son, remember like lean on it kills your brain cell. It literally it's it's seared into your memory and your nail your nose, mm. and so. I personally wouldn't open that suitcase. Mm-hmm. I would have called somebody else to right. come do it. That's when you call the police, call the po-po-ho. 1-800-junk something. 1-800-junk somebody. I'd have called, I'd have called a cab. I'd have called anybody, okay, at this point. <laughs> Not called a cab. And just threw it in the back. I don't care where you take it. Just open it. But so he opens it, and that's when he saw the torso of a man they thought it was a white man at the time um and so they start going through so the police in montreal get involved um the police chief in montreal gets involved i can't remember her name forgive me for not noting it but she was absolutely hands-on with this case um and she did she really uh started to ignite the momentum um in creating you know a, a buzz about his search and once she smelled that smell and saw that blood dripping from those bags, she automatically knew it was a homicide. She They taped the area off. And now we have the ball rolling with an official police investigation. Now, the thing about this was it never even had to go that far had the police listened to these people who, I'll bet nosy, they were on the right track. <laughs> they you know were what I'm onto saying? him. They had mm-hmm. a name. They had a location. They had proof. I they mean, had all of it. They had taken the videos and broken them down frame by frame and looked at each picture to identify things that they could use to find and locate him. Do you know how much work that is that these people were doing for free? And the mental trauma that goes with that, watching that over and over again, yeah. so you can try right. to catch the details and around it. And staying on top of all those those videos, like that's, that's why they were sitting up there crazy in the first damn place. And but, and can we talk about the remember um, the surveillance video that the building had when oh, they showed yeah. him going to going the trash thirty times? How calm he was. Very I mean, calm. obviously he's a different he's wired differently to be able to do these things in the first place so i don't think we should be surprised but i'm always surprised and they said to he watch had that. him so calmly yeah it was chilling it's chilling, chilling. to watch somebody do shit word. like that yeah and he had that uh nine inch nails wig on did you see it friend <laughs> And Santa, he had that nine inch nails wig pulled back, kept pulling it behind his ear. And the uh, lady, the police lady from Montreal, was trying to, she's gonna try to be funny. Laugh. 
she gonna like, try to be, she had Trent Reznor. She gonna try to uh she gonna try to be funny talking about and he kept he keeps pulling his hair behind his ear. <laughs> the whole, on all the surveillance footage, he's pulling his hair behind his ear and she kept taking her hand and like doing it behind her ear. I said, girl, just say he was gay. That's all you gotta do, because I know what you I know that's what you're trying to say. Right? You didn't call them all this other stuff. Just say it. Like that's what we know you're trying to Shit. say. Anyway, but he was pulling that nine inch nails. Uh, Darlene on Roseanne has wig behind his ear every time he went to the garbage. So, long story short, because we could talk about this for hours, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a couple things I want to hit before we wrap up as we approach the hour mark in our conversation. Um, number one. Obviously, just to put a button in this and bring some closure for our audience, uh, this began a huge police investigate police investigation where they followed him from Montreal as he tried to escape to Paris. At this point, um, the French authorities had been called. They had mounting video evidence, mounting um, IDs from most people, from many people that knew him. The police had contacted his mother. She had identified that he was a weirdo that had a basic instinct keychain growing up. What little kid you know is obsessed with the movie Basic Instinct? <laughs> oh we couldn't even watch God, Basic Instinct. Because she opened say. her legs and showed her pussy. Remember, we couldn't watch Basic Instinct because Sharon Stone turned around in that chair with her legs open. It's an iconic scene. But as a child, we couldn't watch that. So who is letting their kid now, mind you, these are his childhood items, his keepsakes that she was, you know, showing to try to bring some character to him and make us I feel, you know, a way about that. Twisted ass part. Yeah, let's e, talk about e, just his in mama Tambien. <laughs> just in general, how he watched too much goddamn TV and how he was using these media uh, influences. He was method acting, literally like method acting. Method acting. He was only motivated by the attention, and it's so funny. So. To tie this up, like I said, they ended up catching him in Paris. They arrest mm. him um, as he runs out of an internet cafe. Um, we'll by this Paris. point, by this point, right? Well, I said Paris, <laughs> literally gay Paris. Um, but in this, in this case, we uh, and I can say it because I'm gay. So fuck y'all. I can say I can crack your jaw. <laughs> so anyway, so shit. So, uh, but at this point, they catch him. The lady who was uh, working for the police in Montreal, she said that she almost saw a glee on his face as he was not the Ryan Murphy show. I love Ryan Murphy. I want to work with you, Ryan Murphy. I mean, he looked gleeful to be getting caught. And by this point, this case had captured global attention, right? Because it's gone from Canada. It's attention from the United States with all these people who are looking for him. It's attention from uh, French from the French uh, uh, police, French authorities at this point. So it's a global news story, which was all he ever wanted because he was literally a sadistic narcissist. He was right. a serial killer who was motivated by attention. He wanted fame and he wanted it so bad and was obsessed with serial killers and the story of, of lesser known serial killers that he was adapting things, parts of this story to uh, be named after victims of these serial killers um, and just kind of weaving in these evil ass uh, pieces to make this one story of a person who was just unfortunately narcissistic to the point where they were a serial killer and did demented, demented things. Um, His mom said that he told her that he would cut off all communication if she went to the police. 
because he shared with her that he was forced to do these things by someone named Manny. Oh not, my not Haley, not the one that used to manage Keisha Cole. No, uh, Manny. Was, oh was my a, God, I remember yeah. Manny from the mm-hmm. reality <laughs> TV show. Shout out to Manny Haley. He doing his thing too. Manny doing his thing. You know, he just released True to the Game. That was a Manny Haley oh, movie. Shit. And they released the second one and shit. Shout out to Manny Haley. I worked with that nigga too. But shit. But anyway, not him. Okay. <laughs> what you said, Keisha? <laughs> You should have, Keisha. <laughs> Sidebar, shout out to Keisha Cole for um, that song she premiered on her verses with Ashanti, which is incredible. And I keep is watching it the out? replay. No, I keep watching oh, okay. the, the ghetto-ass screen record. It's called I Don't Want to Be In Love With You. But anyway, um, hey. So he told his mom that some guy named Manny forced him to do these things. He did not. He also ended he up ha- getting busted. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to admit. Mm-hmm. I have to admit. The, the, the extra he, set of hands. He got me for a second. He did. He realized what I the hand was. Admit, he got me for a second. When he, he started telling the well. story, I was like, oh, I was like, wait a minute. What if this is really him being like, an abuse victim and put, and he totally had me. He got that method acting down. But then something was like, nah, fuck that. He's lying. Uh, that's right. <laughs> My mouth was twisted over to the side the whole time. Like you didn't believe it for two seconds that Manny could have been. <laughs> I thought he had put one of them hands. Okay, so another point I want to bring. <laughs> I was gonna try to leave this so that y'all could you know be surprised by it when you watch, but. The, the reason I didn't tell what he did with the hands and feet and head that were cut off was because he actually went on to take a video spinning the head that he had cut off of the victim's body in a bathtub. And that's how they were able to ID the victim and find out who he was. And he also mailed the hand and foot to um, top law enforcement, top um, uh, uh, government officials in Canada mailed the severed hand to one mailed the severed foot to another with a note that said they're gonna have to uh stay a step ahead to catch you bitch or wow. some shit he said it was horrible and he ended the note with bitch and all caps I, seen that. <laughs> I was like that ain't funny but it was because he was <laughs> like <laughs> All I could think of was the Supremes going, stop! Looking the hand out like that. Imagine getting that bloody ass hand in the mail. Like, oh my God. Oh, oh God forgive us. You know our heart. Lord hearts. forgive me. Jesus. Lord forgive me. Look, look, hand to God. Forgive me, please. <laughs> oh, Dustin, no. why? Why? <laughs> Step on it. But anyway, oh, give I me just, a high five. Go ahead. But yeah, I, uh, I, I wonder to myself, like, <clears throat> Since we're here in this corner, can you imagine getting dapped up? No, 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 no. I wonder to myself, like, what Luca even thought of this. Like, I I don't know if he. I mean, I guess he didn't get the he didn't get a the the death chamber the death chair or nothing like that. But I wondered if he caught wind of like the fact that he made a net he made it as a Netflix uh, docu series and how he felt about that since he was so hungry and thirsty for attention. I mean, he got what he wanted, sadly, because the fact that he was so obsessed with. uh, with the, uh, what was the movies? Catch me if you can. Yeah, and, catch me if you can. All I was just things. like, 
this is so psychotic and dumb and then for you to take someone's life and the life of these animals you know obviously but the life of this human being and then to say at the end when he uh, tried to make it seem like Manny was the one that made him do it I don't know if Manny was like the the ego of him that was actually making him do that or what but I just can't believe that someone would do that much and we never got to explore any of that because they were so worried about them goddamn cats you know what I was what I couldn't believe that his slow ass mama actually fell for it and then got had the nerve to get on the uh get her drunk looking she looked like a goddamn alcoholic and she got on the uh the <laughs> camera talking about some you know I can't believe those um what did she call them cuz I put it in my notes she called body moving and John Green she called them stalkers or something yeah she's like they act she called them amateur sleuths and she called them a disgrace and said they were acting like stalkers wow yeah. Yeah, which I couldn't believe. I'm like, girl, how dumb are you? They got your son on here putting cats in a goddamn vacuum bag. And most importantly, dismembering and decapitating a human being, okay? And you talking about those people are acting like stalkers. Do you think she ever, do you think secretly, like in her heart of hearts, she She knew what it was? She know he a monster. And just couldn't say anything because it's like she's going to defend her son. They say mothers always know. So in this case, you know, maybe she knew he had the capacity, but she still might be delusional to it. Or she just run some tests on her ass, too. Yeah, no. Because I always wonder that when parents of sociopaths that commit these types of crimes, you know, our interviews, a lot of times they're like, I just know he was such a good kid. You know, he Mm -hmm. was quiet. And I'm like, come on. You're going to tell me that you didn't see him. Lady, you didn't you didn't notice anything nothing your son was 9 years old and had the movie poster for basic <laughs> instinct shrunk down as a keychain and that was on his house keys as a child <laughs> you knew your son was crazy I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, that's just like you knew what you was raising you know and what I'm then saying that you knew random, what happened that random footage uh when he uh was at the casino in mm-hmm. my mind, since that was like the only piece of that, I, and you know, they were trying to throw out the Manny story. In my mind, I was like, so are they going to try to say that Manny was the one in Vegas that took this video? Because, you know, we never even got any of the right. threads of Luca being around unless Luca was really in Vegas instead of Paris or some shit, which wasn't the case. So there were a lot of like, little things that kept happening. I was just like, mm. And I the video were. of him at the, um, at the police station, remember? Um, yes. yes. Can so, I have a cigarette? Right, where and, he and, where and, he really got into the role, mm-hmm. like really got. Well, into he fulfilled the role. his destiny as he felt probably, completely coming in there with that leather jacket on and shit and laughing and smirking. Then, when he said, "Manny, I ain't gonna lie," because the hand in that remember he said you could see Manny's hands. The hand did look a little dark. <laughs> I was looking for tattoos and diamond rings, y'all, because I was thinking back. <laughs> a freaking fresh I just didn't want it to be Manny Fresh you know what I'm saying I was like (laughs) not Manny no not Manny Lord not Manny (laughs) but it wasn't Manny Fresh I didn't see no short natural in hand with tattoos and shit wow see the series didn't go like in depth on like the activity on the video on the dark web or anything like that not that they needed to you know I'm glad they did but like I felt like because they only cared so much about or much more about the animals and you know that investigation there was never like a a, t- a point of taking out to see what the effects of this video were in different places because I feel like on the internet like on the dark web like because w- he said Manny made him do it to make these smut videos so was he trying to be uh, like were y'all gonna try to make it seem like he was trying to be a smut star or something on the side like there was just too many 
there are too many things that do make sense up to there being a Manny, but then there were so many other things that kind of threw me to say, he set this up. Like, he set all this up, and y'all fell for it, and y'all still falling for it. But then it's like, what if there is some nigga out there just doing this shit, making waves on the dark I didn't web. fall for it because he didn't even have no cheering. So what you doing with a Cheering. And when what you the need investigated, a Manny for and no cheering to take care of? <laughs> when the investigator broke down... How he was just taking lines and scenes from basic ins like come on. Mm-hmm. Crazy, deranged. So when they I just did the side to... by sides of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally. That he's just literally acting out scenes. Sharon Stone lines and scenes at the Crazy. police station. I mean, this is just as soon as you thought you were your mind was blown, they just blew Crazy. it away further. And there's, so there's so much more. Like I said, this was just a brief Cliff's Notes, um, kind of like a cheat sheet for you to use. <laughs> right. As you watch Don't F With Cats, um, there's so much and it's so chaotic that there really yes. is no rhyme or reason to it. Um, so once you guys watch the documentary, and for those of you that did watch, thank you so much um, for, for watching. For those that are encouraged to watch the after this conversation. The tweets were so funny. People were like, Dustin, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody was going off like, what the fuck you got me watching? Of course, you got kittens in a vacuum bag. I said, that ain't what you put in freezer bags. But anyway, so like I said, hopefully this conversation serves as some training wheels for you as you watch this crazy ass documentary that had me so flabbergasted, so flabbergasted, excuse me. I couldn't do nothing but just say, y'all got to watch this Um, and had all the makings for a Crime Zone episode. So. Thank you for keeping up, you guys, and I hope you enjoyed. And please tweet us at FriendZonePod um, and let us know your thoughts about Don't F With Cats, those of you who are encouraged to watch after this conversation. There are funny parts, and it's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life, so you have to watch it. With that mm. being said, friend, we're going to lobby on over to you on your drive home with the wellness segment here on WTFZ. <laughs> Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. So, I have a, first of all, that was lovely. Thank you, Dustin Ross. Great Thank you. I appreciate job. it. Lovely to be Dustin. here with you all. Always, Crown Zones are always my favorite. And apparently the listeners' favorite, too. As we said, we took a poll and Crime Zone episodes were at the top. Yes, Lord. But switching over, switching gears over to wellness, I have a question. Now that we're getting older, mm. have you guys found your grooming to be a little challenging? Like, I notice the older I'm getting, I have like wayward chin hairs. I have to like stay on top of nose hairs now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. crazy shit. I mean, just the most random shit. All this gray hair. Are you guys gonna keep your grays or are you gonna dye your grays as you get older? <laughs> 
have you reached that point yet where you have to decide these things? If you think I'm about to walk, be out here looking like uh, <laughs> Liza Minnelli, uh, husband <laughs> and shit, dyeing my hair, you got me fucked up. I'm gonna you gonna leave it? Here. You gonna Hell give yeah. us that salt and pepper, sexy older yep, man look? Because it Ooh. is what it is. You can be hot when you're older. So it is to me. You better. You gotta own it. Step in front of it. You know. Remember how Queen Latifah sat there and Bessie and just had her titties out and it's just like, you know what? I'm about to look in this mirror. That's how you gotta. Oh, you gotta own it. It just is what older. it is. So, yeah, I'm. A, I'm keeping mind. What about y'all? I've been thinking about it because I, you know, I'm starting to get a lot of gray hairs in my hair and. I had to have that conversation. Are we letting this rock? Are we going to dye it? You know, the women in my family normally dye it. My mom's the only one that just lets it be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do think it ages you. But I also. Hi, just... hi friend, mama. Sorry for cussing <laughs> a little bit. We love you. Yeah, we love <laughs> you. Know, you know, she's a sailor. She loves it. Um, so, I, you know, I'm going to let it rock. But this is what's funny is, is being at this point where you have to have these kinds of conversations. And even. Mm. Um, some friends of mine will have like wayward nose hairs and I'll be like, you you need to start keeping some clippers in your house and stay on top of that. Like we're at that age. We are. We are. And don't let, get me started on the carpet matching the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> what about no, you, Asante? Not-, <laughs> not whether your carpet matches your drapes. But- <laughs> I was like, friend. No, um, because you do be dying your hair, Asante. <laughs> Well, that that is true. Is it is it blue too? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, friend! If this is what's bringing on the gray hairs, keep them, okay? So I, when you said the nose hairs thing, it's funny because I just and I don't, I just thought it was the Twitter algorithm. So I don't know if you you didn't search something or someone said this to you over the phone. But mm-hmm. my Twitter algorithm put the fat kid deals in my thing. Talking about a, a, free, a nose trimmer. Uh-huh. And oh, my, wow. My facial hair already grows out of control anyway. And I haven't been to a barber shop. So I was like, well, I do need to do something about these other hairs. Because I thought it was my mustache <laughs> growing up into my nose. But there are the hairs growing down. <laughs> You're so like, but alas, it is not. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's funny that you say that because it's like it's like a whole new set. Like you don't just go grab regular ass scissors to take care of that. Like mm-hmm. you have to like build like new things a into your routine. Kit. Yeah. yeah. It's so and then our old people are where they got the hot water bottle and uh. <laughs> Ace bandages and shit. That's what you got. You got to start using that aisle. Witch hands right, on that shit. It's funny because when I think about that, it's like them aisles you literally just skip. It's like now you just spend a nope. little bit more time in them. Now the, we're in there. Other parts of the sections mm-hmm. of the wall. It's like, mm-hmm. damn. Okay, I guess I do need to look for another advanced therapy in my life. Right, and cane, now, like canes and knee braces and shit in it. You know, and and um, heating pads for mm-hmm, the little random mm-hmm, aches mm-hmm, and cold mm-hmm. packs for the random aches. I mean, <laughs> now you know what. All that shit. <laughs> now you know what? Uh, I did not know I was gonna need a Theragun till I had one. Oh, listen, that shit is the truth. So the yeah, give me truth. the help. Okay, so where we? So what's up, friend? So you know, obviously with with COVID, I was I I've had the same threader. She does my eyebrows, my mustache, mm-hmm. my goatee. She mm-hmm. keeps me looking glowing and sharp. Um, I've gone to the same one since I was fourteen, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to COVID. Um, her shop closed down. Oh no, friend! Which is Damn. devastating for her, obviously, because this yeah. is her livelihood. This is her baby. She's had it there for so many years. Yeah. And the thought that it's just gone is just mind blowing. Just kind of a testament to the damage that this pandemic and and quarantine and the economy, all of this, just been massive. Um. So you know, I was asking the girls. I was like, 
because all of us are looking crazy. I haven't done my eyebrows. I have three <laughs> years worth fine. of mustache. Like, <laughs> like, And, you know, we have to be on camera and there's different projects we have to be a part of. So I'm like, I have to start putting some some systems in place. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, uh, Jade and Crystal were like, oh, just use Nair. Like, but Nair has that smell. Have you ever used Nair? Yeah, it's that brown ass. Smell like that suitcase and don't fuck with cats. Rotten ass <laughs> egg, magic shade smell. It's strong. Yeah, and then it, it gives you that puffed up red face look after you use it. So I just was like, I don't know what's in this. And I tried it, not a fan of it. Um, and then and how some cream burn your hair off. And I then just some, ain't never been yeah. like, What the fuck am I putting on me? <laughs> <laughs> none against Nair, none of that. I love your products for who it's for. I mean, we I'm use saying, it, but like, it's like, the, I wonder what the long-term effects, you know, like exactly. of using that regularly. So um, I was like, what can I do that would be different? And then shout out to our friend Nikki, who we shouted out for her new company, Plentiful, Plentiful Brows, Brows, who has been Nikki. helping me. I actually have it on right now. My eyebrows look very pretty. Ooh. I was just about to say, your eyebrows looking real plentiful. Looking, okay. looking spiffy, looking plentiful. Oh. Love you, Nikki. Love you, Nikki. Love so you, she, Nikki. she um, told me about this tool called flawless and it's by a company called finishing touch it's only twenty dollars it's a hair remover it literally looks like a lipstick and you take the cap off and it has these little it's like i'm trying to figure out how to describe it it's Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. It says the secret is a revolutionary butterfly technology that erases hair by microscopically paring it down through a spinning head. So imagine mm. this lipstick, take the cap off, press it, and there's a little spinning head with a light. So, you know, those machines are the kind of things you'll see in like infomercials or on mm-hmm. random aisles at CVS. You buy mm-hmm. it and it's trash. It doesn't remove shit. Mm-hmm. And then you just wasted $20. But I was like, you know what? She Pity. wouldn't tell me to get it <laughs> if, she, if right. it didn't work because that's her, literally her livelihood is yeah, being no, a makeup sure. artist yeah, and keeping people's faces fly. So yeah. I ordered it and y'all, it is incredible. Ooh, friend, <laughs> you didn't find the truth this time. <laughs> I found it $20. It looks cheap. It don't. You would never think that this is going to change your life by any means. And I used it and it really did. It got rid of, I put it in between my eyebrows for the like Frida mm-hmm. Kahlo wayward hairs. <laughs> um, they even sell a separate one if you're interested that specifically an eyebrow trimmer. Um, so it has like a thinner spinning head that's like, uh, you know, for the, that's more narrow. So you can put it in these hard to reach places. Mm. Right, uh, you but- Groucho Marx eyebrow having assholes. <laughs> So they do have the eyebrow trimmer. You can get that too. But the finishing touch flawless, that's what it's called. It's a hair mover. You guys, I used it on my mustache, my goatee, random places on my hair because it gets rid of, I mean, Mm -hmm. on my face, it gets rid of peach fuzz. I know some Mm -hmm. people like to remove that because it gives their makeup a better effect. Mm -hmm. Y'all, you need this in your life. Wow. It is leave so it to good. Nikki and leave it leave to you. Leave it to right. Nikki. And I, you know I ordered it with the quickness because I, I, I am a gadget freak, especially when did, it comes friend, to beauty. How many did you get, friend? Just two. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but it was funny because we were all on Zoom 
it was like 10 of us it was like kia's birthday zoom and oh asante you were on there asante popped through to say hi to us because we were having a girls night and that's there was that convo where we were uh, talking about beauty stuff and just like upkeep <laughs> and how we've had to change certain things because we don't yeah. have access to our regular beauty people glam squad our glam squads and so we were swapping tips like okay what are you doing for the wayward nose hairs what are you doing for your eyebrows on, ecosystem for your teeth like let's stay on top of this shit and then they put us on to the finishing touch uh flawless hair remover so i had to throw that out there because i know there are plenty of people listening that they too have lost <laughs> access to their eyebrow threader or their waxer mm-hmm. and we're looking for something that doesn't smell weird something that is easy affordable uh it, you hurt. can clean it out yeah it's easy to clean out they have the the replacement spinning heads if it starts going dull and the best part is that it is 20 bucks and it's cute it's this rose gold lipstick looking concoction so definitely check that out um like i said i used it i would y'all know i wouldn't lie to y'all i wouldn't have y'all waste your money and i and you know it's another thing it lasts a long time because i'm i'm one of those people I'm not super hairy, but for some reason, the older I'm getting, my mustache was just growing so fast. Mm-hmm. And my threader used to be shady because she'd be like, you you should come in more. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to change up that schedule. Maybe your <laughs> own people. Your own people. <laughs> so, you know, I already knew that it was coming in a little harder. Um, and I would have to go to her maybe twice, three times a month. And with this, I used it one time in the month and was good for the whole month and i use Mm. one of those you know those magnifying mirrors that really tell you the truth about your life yeah them you (laughs) ugly mirrors ugly you ain't got no alibi mirrors i know exactly what you're talking about those mirrors will fuck up your self-esteem ruin your day ass very quickly but it's good to have one because if you're tweezing eyebrows fixing nose hairs you know removing mustaches It just helps you keep on top of what you need to be on top of. So once again, that's the finishing touch. Flawless. It's $20. I grabbed it from Amazon because obviously Amazon has everything. It's easier to find there. Um, But yeah, just want to put that out there for those of you in the struggle. We got each other. We all we got. And that's it for this week's (laughs) wellness segment. (laughs) Asante, what you got for us, Mr. Music Man? Oh, friend, that was so funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about it. We getting old. <laughs> um, lots have happened in music since we've last been here. Uh, I guess we should go back since it was mentioned earlier anyway. Ashanti and Keisha Cole did the verses. Right. <clears throat> verses. Verses. Did y'all watch? Y'all tuned in? I was going to play a song from that as my pick of the week. <laughs> Yay. Um, I did watch it and I enjoyed it very much as long as it took to start <laughs> oh well, my god okay so who won i'm sorry go ahead Asante. oh no go, please uh i think keisha won by one or keisha had the, won by me, one keisha had the first half ashanti i had think the it was tied half. yeah yep. because i think yeah exactly like you said keisha came out with her bangers first and mm-hmm. ashanti dropped with the ba- yeah she left with the bangers so i think it's tied if you ask me what about Which, the moment though, y'all? I thought it would have been Keisha. I thought she was gonna win it, so that kind of surprised me. I low key I thought slept. Keisha was gonna beat her ass for sure. I slept. She didn't. 
because <laughs> that's why she was late. But no. <laughs> um, shout out to the strategically placed Doritos. <laughs> oh my God! Seriously, and they kept that that Doritos check must have been good. You hear me? According and to she, Billboard, they said Shanti won. It was twelve to ten, and then oh wow, okay. <laughs> and then they did like a bit uh, a whitest catalog went to Keisha Cole. These were bonus rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. Biggest snub was Keisha Cole. I uh, point to Ashanti because Keisha left off a few records. She could have used like "Take Me Away." Yes, and, and um, I, and um, I just wanted to be over. She didn't even play that. Why did she wow. play any of these records? And she got some shit on some of them other albums, like the um, the uh, "Calling All Lovers" album. I think it's called the one with "Long Way Down" on there. The one with "So Impossible" on there. Um, the one with confused in love on there. Keisha got a lot of shit she didn't play. A lot. I saw and- people saying that she there were some legal issues that she couldn't play a lot of those songs. But aren't they her songs? I yeah, can't she imagine wrote all that. So, what hmm. legal issues she would have. No, we are talking about Keisha Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't tell it might be a legal issue, but. <laughs> And, and that awkward her. moment between her and Ashanti when Ashanti had to kind of check her for a second. I was like, oh, this is awkward. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Ashanti. And then or played at the her end, shit. Wait, or at the end when uh, her DJ, wait, uh, Keisha was like, anybody else we got to shout out? And the DJ was like, Ciroc. She was like, Ciroc, I ain't get a check. And Ashanti <laughs> was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, so why Ashanti was on the Breakfast Club afterwards, right? Or no, it it might not have been the Breakfast Club. It might have been Ebro and them on Hot Hot 97. 97, Shout out to both of them teams. But anyway, um, Ashanti, they asked her if, I think it was Ebro because he asked her, so what about after? After the verses, did y'all get to like chop it up and and kick it some more or whatever? And Ashanti was like, no. (laughs) No, we, we, we didn't. No. <laughs> oh. Ashanti. Okay. Both I was scared because did y'all peep how the mic was still on when they yes. both walked off? I was shook. I cannot. I was like, Lord, please, Lord, please, someone turn the mic off because I, I knew that we were going mic. here. A hot mic will get you every damn time. <laughs> we were going to hear something crazy. I was waiting on it, but it cut well, off just in time. They Shout look beautiful, to, both of them. Yes, Stunning. they both look great. The hair. They were. They were both given, you know, it it was it was great energy overall. Like I could tell that, you know, there was some issues there, but but I feel like for them going back to the old format, they did give us a great show, and they were both great sports and they had great spirits. So mm-hmm. shout out to the both of them for that. We needed that, especially in verses, and it's always good Truly. to see women being great in unity. And hopefully, Sirak, you know, do the right thing and just give Keisha her check. Don't make her reach out. <laughs> just give it to her. Damn, Black History Month. Do the right thing to each other, Black folks. Uh, Megan the Stallion just released her video um, for with the baby. Have y'all oh, seen the it? Cry baby, I saw yes. clips of it. I yeah, saw I that saw she it. was dancing super hard. I just saw that clip that was on Twitter. Megan the Stallion visual was great. I am. I, I don't know. I think maybe there's just like, like some things that are happening because of this these other issues that keep coming up. So I'm just being honest. I think I'm. Uh, ready for some new parts if not a new era for megan because i don't want to just say good news needs to be skipped over but i'm ready for some new parts of this good news era if that's what we're still doing so that's all okay. i want to say on megan um i and have then, a megan comment real quick oh yes please of course um number one i actually like that album and i wish she would release circles as a single because it would be really, yes. really fun especially as the weather gets warmer 
Um, so hopefully that's coming up with a video, shaking ass and all. And <laughs> sidebar, you know who can forget it is Erica Banks, the girl that has the buses song. Who no. Signed the what she do? She was on Instagram Live, I think it was, shaking ass to the song with, on Live with Tory Lanez. Okay. And 1501 was all in the comments and shit, whatever. So a lot of people on Twitter were like, well, grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then the other day she tweeted like, um, uh, some, I be forgetting I ain't no regular person or whatever. I, uh, something, something or whatever. And people were like, they responded to it. Oh, telling no. her like, girl, you got one song. Like, relax. <laughs> so it's just, you know, you know, yeah. we're done. We're all, we oh. off that already. So Damn. I I would just like to say, you know, I I tried to be objective as far as Erica Banks. I did. I really did. Me you too. Know, she, when she first came out, I remember saying there are a lot of similarities here. I do see this. And I was worried. My fear was that 1501 was going to try to pit them against each other. That's what I felt right. like was exactly happening. As an agenda. But with her yeah. coming out saying st- stuff on her own, I don't know if that's just her doing that so so all i'll say is girl we're back to square one and i was very i was barely that interested to begin with so good luck to you <laughs> and that's all i really got to say on erica banks but back to megan what you were saying with a uh, circles being released like i feel like with this new video coming out we're maybe going to see more singles from this project but i feel like certain artists and not to say she's one of them but i feel like sometimes artists will drop an album maybe give you a couple visuals and move and i don't know if that they feel like is the name of the game or not so if she does continue to move megan there are still some good play, uh, pieces on good news so give us some more good and visuals. she's got multiple she has what four grammy nominations this year so i'm sure they're not done working that album because she's literally at the the height of her success Right. So we haven't even gotten to the awards ceremony yet. So they better not. They bet not be done working that album. I know the Rock Nation better keep on rocking. That's what I know. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, really, really quickly, just because, you know, I like to do like a little mini music uh, news segment before I do uh, the picks. Chloe and Holly, ladies and gentlemen, please stop pitting people against each other. Please stop calling people too grown or commenting on certain things i just want everybody to wait what happened over was it over the weekend or just last week uh chloe was you know being criticized i guess again for the 10 the 10 trillion time and um i didn't even see the whole story because i i just instantly get turned off whenever I, I see anything about uh you know choosing one over the other uh for anybody or anything of that nature so i missed part of what the story was but all i know is chloe ended up crying and everybody was not here for it and i wasn't here for it because i oh, didn't no. like dustin did you see what happened with chloe and hallie or I chloe think it rather was more related to so you know chloe bailey just established her own solo instagram account Right. Yeah, they both got solo been, Instagrams. Yeah, so she's been posting like um on her account, she's been posting like pictures of her in sexy dresses, doing, you know, the the challenges to do sexy dances, shit like that. And she got a lot of the backlash similar. It's it's akin to what they say about Lori Harvey and Jordan Woods or other girls who they've criticized for being sexy, for taking ownership of their bodies in that way, um, being comfortable in their skin and and, and making posts that, you know, suggest that. Mm-hmm. The niggas went in, called her everything but a child of God, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit. Um, too sexy. She's trying too hard. She's not being herself. You know, the conversation just kind of went, went from there on her. Right. And so it, it, it resulted it in there. her, yeah, posting a video um, crying because of like the the trolling and the hate mail that she's been getting just for That's being so expressive in that way, you know. And I love Chloe and Holly, so 
get off of them. They don't bother nobody. They're insanely, incredibly talented. Again, multiple Grammy nominations this year. At a peak in their career, people are seeing them in a different, more mature light, you know, than they have in the past. Grownish just came back, new season of that. Um, So they're in a really good place career-wise. So, you know, the more you grow, the more people hate. And this kind of conversation is expected as you ascend to certain levels. But it just don't feel good to sit back and watch it. At all, because she's Ever. such a sweet pea. Like she's, I feel like they're, they're both just so, so sweet. Cute. They're so talented. They work so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like watching some of these young women on Instagram, it makes me think of I guess when you know little girls play around in their mom's closet. But now you're getting older, so you're coming into your own. Yeah, so you're like you know really your body's yourself. changing. Yeah, you're like starting you're, to feel sexy. And you're trying making sure to kind of play with, with your yourself. look. Yeah. So it's like social Who didn't media. Go through that. Come you know, on. social media is different for everybody. But I under, I, I understand that you know. People in general look to social media, not necessarily to validate themselves, but to share, share a side of, you know, whether they're feeling good that day or they feel like they look good that day. They're just sharing. And I hate that when it comes to sharing when you're of a certain age, it's almost like your feelings don't matter. You're demeaned when it comes to younger audiences. So that's why I hate watching this happen. And I don't want it to continue to happen. And I don't want people to pit them against each other or anything like that either, because then they were... Because as Dustin said, the conversation was a, a lot of ways. Like, I just hate the many different things that I saw. And I don't want to talk about any of them. I just want people to do better. Like, yeah, hey. see, do better. See, get off of Chloe. See, yeah, see, piece of shit, see. <laughs> um, I think that's really all I'm going to do for that part of the segment. Now I want to get into the listens lately because <laughs> I ain't really heard from y'all lately or what y'all been listening to lately. So now I get to bother y'all. Fran, you know I want to start off with you, Fran. Of course. Well, to be honest, uh, considering the couple of weeks I've had, I haven't been listening to shit. (laughs) I love you, Fran. I love you, I didn't want to know music. You know, when you're in that space, you're not in a celebratory mood. So I haven't really been listening to anything. I've really just been listening to our friend's podcast because that's comforting. Just hearing like... That's real. You know, Jade's voice, Crystal's voice, Fury, XD, like Mm -hmm. Kia. That's what I've been us. That's it. Just my friends. So listen Amen. to so listen to getting grown. The read <laughs> Jada next <laughs> support yes. the family. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I, it was funny because I was going to ask Dustin first because I remember he said he had that son, but I you know I right, got to be right, a gentleman. Right. You know what I I'm saying? You. So you know. So Dustin Ross, you're up. I want to know what you got. Okay. Well, you, you got that. What? You got that clip. Part of being a friend and making and helping your friend out is picking them up when they need it. So, friend, I'm gonna pick you up during this oh, music segment. I appreciate Pick up this it. right here area, right? You don't you worry about sharing nothing, okay? <laughs> here we go. First song I want to share, goddammit, it, is from the verses that we just were talking about with Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Oh, that's this sick. is um, Keisha Cole's new song that I told you guys I love so much. It's called "I Don't Want to Be in Love with You." Here we go. Mm. Brand new off the rip, right here, man. I don't want to be y'all. We both got a situation, hesitation Whenever we hook up, it's all love, never any expectations I know you ain't much further I bet your girl never wanna hurt her Never wanna be that chick, but lately This is really feeling like torture Friends don't come a dime a dozen Tell me why when I'm with you When I needed the space You left with no trace And at the end can go back to her. I don't wanna be in love with you. Everything that we've been 
Exclusive friend zone as well. Not really. It was on versus first, but we only podcast playing that shit. Friend zone exclusive. Keisha Cole, I don't want to be in love with you. And I don't want to be blocked by you no more, Keisha. I don't know who you listen to to listen to this show. But I done took up for your ass for a long time and I've been supporting your ass and buying music and I love you. Okay, and I don't appreciate you blocking me for nothing. I ain't even did nothing to you. I ain't done nothing but support wow. you and be there for you. Can we please title that as the episode? I don't want to be blocked by you, Keisha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be blocked. By- I don't want to be. I don't want to be blocked. <laughs> Perfect. Done and done. Shit. Okay, so that's that, right? The next song that I'm gonna play for y'all is also an exclusive from the Friend Zone. This is something that I ran across in my travels. Um, shout out to Freddie O. I don't know if y'all know Freddie O, but hey. Freddie O, Atlanta legend, Hell Freddie yeah. O. Yeah, Freddie y'all know O's Freddie iconic. O. Right, exactly. Yeah. Legend Freddie O. So love you, mm-hmm. Freddie. But Freddie O posted this clip of Fantasia being called to the mic at one of oh, her background shit. singers' concerts, right? And her background singer has an incredible voice, and forgive me for not having her name available, but her voice is incredible. And this was her personal concert, and she invited Fantasia onto the stage as she was singing Lauryn Hill's X Factor. And Fantasia took the bridge to a place that I just felt compelled to share with you all. So I'm going to do that now. Here we go, y'all. This is a Friend Zone exclusive by way of Freddie. You should really just let me be. Fantasia heat for you, okay? You know what this is gonna turn into, right? You What's that? the way you were harassing Miguel about his version of Kiss It Better. Thank you. Where it's at, okay? Add Fantasia to the Twitter list. I felt I felt like uh the artist Beck. Hey Miguel, where it's at? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where it's at, like Beck said. Where is it? <laughs> that so was since amazing. I played, wasn't it? Since I played um, Keisha Cole's new single that she premiered on Versus, Ashanti actually released her new single oh, that okay, she Ashanti. premiered on Versus. I figured that that's a great way to close out my portion of the Music Man segment. Um, and this single is called 235, I Want You by Ashanti. It's 235 in the morning and I'm thinking about you. 
Tanisha Thomas and she was saying I want juice I want juice I want juice but it was she, she did that that sounds Thank pretty you. so that's my little country. were you retweeting the other day um, <laughs> that Usher song that he never released I swear it was you Yes, that was me. The Confessions um, Part 2 song is yes. called Believe on the yes. album Confessions Part 2. God, Usher, 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 we know that somebody that knows you is listening to this, if wow. not you. <laughs> somebody in that studio has a file. We need that. Where are you? That song is so beautiful. I totally forgot about it until I saw you retweet, and I was like, why isn't this out? So Please, Usher been Usher. worried about the wrong Seriously. thing for a long time. Usher, my goodness, <laughs> such a good song. I Please. love hearing everybody coming back out too. That always feels so good. That yes. song is the jam. It's, and you guys who um, want to find it, go on YouTube and just look up Believe by Usher. Mm. It's, it's a um, clip of him and Jermaine Dupri actually in the studio. At the studio, yeah. His, yeah, playing unreleased tracks. And that is the jam, mm-hmm. for real. Like bomb like it needs to be his first single out the gate for sure wow shout out to usher and shout out to jermaine Dupree since he's here um <laughs> real fast i'm gonna play one song i really wanted to wait to play this artist well there's a, a few artists i want to talk about and i actually wanted to wait to talk about this artist since they're coming out with new music but i like talking about uh new artists any damn way so maybe this will be the kick in the pants he needs but this artist's name is mar that's m-a-r uh, he's been some. He's someone that uh, actually is a friend of the show. So this is a friend zone exclusive, if you hey, will. Hey, I um, like this. <laughs> I love when I first of all, everyone that like follows me, I kind of stalk a little bit. So like, I people don't ever say, "Hey, listen to my song." Like n- nine times out of ten, I've creeped into their DMs. Like I've heard your song. They're like, "I listen to your show." But and that's so cool when that happens. <laughs> so so cool. I think it's so funny. But Mar, this song is called "Dreaming." He told me that there's more music coming out soon, but I was like, "Well, I don't care. I can't stop listening to this damn song." So I'm gonna talk about it again. Mar dreaming. The wind blows through all the trees. The green face from all the leaves. And the sun sets a little bit slow. Whoa, when you breathe the air that I breathe. Every step that we start to take feels better every day. Yeah. Blue skies just tend to stay over open fields that we lay. Yeah, yeah. How do you know when you're in love? I've tried to look it up, but there's no three-step guide on the way that you're making me smile. Yeah. How are you sure if you're in love? Are you afraid to mess things up? 
So it's Mar, that's Dreaming. I love the it. title of their project is Life is a Core Progression. Life is a Core Progression. And I just think that he's so creative. And there's some other music there. But that was the one that I just could not stop listening to at the time. And I, just good job, young man. Just good job. I like hearing new people. I like hearing creative stuff. I, and you know, I don't mind. Tones. Yeah, something new, fresh, nothing sampling what's already been happening. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I needed something fresh. So I appreciate him for that. So shout out to Mar. Um, I'm going to tag him on my Twitter because even though it's M A R, I feel like a lot of other things are going to come up. But again, that song is called Dreaming, and that's from his, uh, project life is a core progression if you want to check him out and there'll nice be new music title. he's releasing so i'm definitely going to talk about him in the coming weeks as well so that does it for the music man segment we are going to now move on to what has come to be my favorite part of the show personally dustin <laughs> ross i want to know what you've been watching here on tv land tv land this is the friend zone want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com meet treadwell your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle get your best match in one minute or less with treadwell by discount tire (laughs) okay so first of all i want to talk about the real housewives of atlanta right because um as we all know there's been a bit of a cast shakeup this season drew sedora has been added as a full-time cast member aka a peach holder which for those who don't know because i know people here are holding a peach the phrase holding a peach um in conjunction with conversation about real housewives of atlanta but maybe people don't know what that means so being a peach holder or holding a peach means that you are a full-time housewives cast member and featured in the opening credit sequence where it ends with all of the ladies who are full-time cast members physically holding a peach standing in a group shot so that's what that means so drew Drew sedora is um one of the peach holders this season and that generally means that you are highlighted more you are filmed more we get to know more of your personal family story your home life things like that but there are also always friends of the cast who are featured in some cases aka marlo hampton and now latoya ali they are filmed just as much as the full-time cast members um for some reason there may be a part of their life that is unavailable to be filmed as in latoya's case where her husband and her are in the middle of a divorce and he was not willing to allow their children to be filmed on camera so Mm. it took away her opportunity to show her home life um and so now she's a friend of the show but she has had an unforgettable presence in season 13. From the moment mm. that we met Latoya Ali, she's been polarizing on camera. Love her or <laughs> hate her, she's been what you were talking about. Um, right. She has been very blunt, very direct, very um, blatant in the things that she said to people. She honestly, AKA, she just been saying whatever the hell she wanted to say to anybody, <laughs> like whatever she wants, like she said it to them. As per usual. And in this last episode, <laughs> Latoya and Drew, who she's been kind of going back and forth with since they had um, a bit of a verbal tete-a-tete on <laughs> Cynthia Bailey's deck at Lake Bailey on the Hill, which is what it's now called since she's married to Mike. Oh. Um, shout out to Cynthia and Mike. Uh, Latoya and Drew had a discussion about being separated in marriage and what it meant. That kind of got testy. To me, Drew kind of got a little bit testy first. 
because the conversation was rooted in a discussion about her marriage, but Latoya just asked her if they were separated, you know, and um, then that kind of evolved into a conversation about what Kenya Moore's um, freedoms were as a separated woman who may be still legally married, but is actually separated from her, her mate. Latoya had a bit more progressive of a, a viewpoint on the matter and felt that if you're separated, it meant that you were free to do what and who you wanted. Mm. Um, and Drew felt like that was completely contradictory to the vows that you take when you marry someone. And they butted heads on that. Just so happened Drew had a bad wig on hers and Latoya started a conversation about the bad wig that has now evolved into Drew just having a shitty disposition toward Latoya. And some Uh may say vice versa, you know, but this is me talking, so I'm going to say what I want. Um, (laughs) And so they went on to have a petty uh, discussion about Drew's wig in her absence um, in the front of Portia Williams, who then relayed the message or either was told. Forgive me, I can't remember because I really didn't care. But Portia is the one who ran it back to Drew that Latoya and Kenya had made comments about her wig. Now, were Drew's wigs bad? Yes. Yes, they were bad. They're bad wigs, okay? And there's nothing you can say to to make it any better. It won't look no better. (laughs) I always say, you know, split the tracks. You know, I don't even know how I know what that means, but I know it makes it not look so thick. You know what I mean? And so, like, um... (sighs) So helmety? Helmety. Peggy Uh. Bundy, um... Bobby Jones gospel, uh, <laughs> you know, just thick, just a thick wig. You know what I'm saying? Like a big, thick, lot of hair wig um, on top of it, having one of those headband hairlines where like it's not a headband attached. But you know how like they make wigs now that actually are designed to mirror a natural hairline and follow mm-hmm. that shape. But then you know how other wigs it just literally looks like it's like a, a one line, like a headband going across, but it'd be mm-hmm. the hairline and it'd just yeah. be attached, like just like a circle, like a dial. Mm-hmm. Like a, think about like a dial's hairline. A dial. Yeah, like a dial. <laughs> like American girl dial, right? So yeah, Drew's wig looked like that, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It could have been better. You know, and maybe it wasn't Latoya's place to call that out, but they're on a reality television show where the name of the game is creating stimulating conversation that leads to a story. I, a, um, excuse me, AKA one thing happening, something happening as a result and that culminating with, you know, some sort of climax and then resolution. It's a story. You know how these shows work. And so there are times where behavior like that is necessary. Again, that ain't saying it's everybody's cup of tea. I ain't even really saying it's mine, but I'm just saying I understand why she's doing what she's doing and she's doing it well. Latoya is playing this new villain, um, spitfire say anything that comes to the top of her head roll very well until this week Mm. where latoya and drew were having a conversation latoya said something about marriages or whatever and drew got smart with her and made a snippy comment you have to be a, a um, an avid and a keen watcher of the show. You have to have a keen eye when you watch the show to catch certain things because oftentimes they're in group shots where everybody's mic'd and they're often talking over one another. So without the um, help or assistance of captions in the in the frame or in the scene, sometimes you kind of may miss something that one person may or may not have said and you just see what the other person did. In this case, I caught what Drew said to Latoya. I mean, caught what, yeah, Drew said to Latoya. Five seconds later, they go into this bedroom, and Latoya tells Drew, and they had they caption this right and make sure that only her mic is audible. And Latoya says, "Well, yeah, Drew, let's talk about your struggling husband." And she puts her hand on Drew's arm like this, 
not a yank, not a grab, not a shove, not a push, nothing, right? Just She just touched her arm. Drew goes off. Don't fucking put your hands on me, bitch. I'm from Chicago, bitch. The last oh. girl that did this got her head slammed and thing, whatever. Now, had Latoya and them been <laughs> fucking with Drew? Yes, I'm not saying that Latoya's innocent by any means, right? And that right. reaction from Drew was a culmination of her being offended by some of the kind of childish, a lot of shit things that Drew and Kenya, I mean, that Latoya and Kenya Moore have been doing to her. But she blew it out of proportion. And so whatever she said to Latoya, I can't even remember, but it was nasty and it pissed Latoya off. It made Latoya feel like she had to say something back. And that's why Latoya made the comment about Drew's struggling, quote unquote, husband. And Drew took that and um, lumped that in with the fact that Latoya literally touched her and went off as if Latoya had like literally physically accosted her in some way, which she did not. And anyone who watched that scene can verify that as well. Um, but I just felt like Latoya had been playing such a masterful game of being unaffected by things that the other people said or by their reactions to her um, shocking sort of behavior. And it felt, I just felt let down that she allowed herself to get caught up, you know what I'm saying, in that situation, in this scene, because then it looked like she had to do work to apologize and make up for all this stuff. And it kind of contradicts the quote unquote badass persona, you know, that she had been going for and honestly curating, you know, by thus far in the season. And I didn't like that, but <laughs> I did like, and I just want to say that there's really no other point. I just wanted to make that one. Fuck you. If you don't like it, that's just how I felt about it. And damn it. I wanted to say it cause it's our damn show. So you're not going to tell, so you're not going to tell Fran what, uh, what Drew did to Latoya? No, because I want to say this. That's why, because it was stupid, too. What like happened? Stupid. I want to know. And I'm going to tell you why it was stupid, because she really thought she was like, oh, I'm about to do something that be funny and embarrass Latoya in this scene. And so she comes back. So Latoya, okay, so rewinding. So after the physical part, Latoya apologizes to her, and in her apology says these words, friend. You know, I'm sorry that... You know, we talked about how your wig and how it wasn't tacked down right and how the edges weren't plucked right. Um, I'm sorry that that offended you and that we said that. I should have. It was fake of me to not say it in your face. That's what she said. To Drew. <laughs> the accent. So Drew, right. No. I, you know how Latoya be talking. I love it. But anyway, and shout out to Latoya Ali because say what you want. Homegirl been the shit yeah. since YouTube. And yeah, whatever. for a long She's time. on this platform. So shout out to her. But anyway. So Latoya says all that and then says to Drew, so I actually want to buy you a wig and <gasps> offer to purchase you a wig and have it plucked right and have the edges plucked down and have it bleached and plucked right or whatever. <laughs> Drew says, oh, well, I actually get my wigs from the best wigs designer, which was a lie. Drew, you don't have your look together. OK, and let's just admit it. Because right. it's your first season and no housewife in their first season, with the exception of Marlo. And yeah, Marlo. No housewife in their first season really has their look. You know together. what I'm saying? Together, it takes time and money, and you know, and thing and exposure to different resources to have mm -hmm. your to define your personal style. I'm not saying I have to like it, but just to you know define your personal style. It takes time to grow into that and to you know accumulate the resources that it takes to to focus on that in that way. Some people don't have time to to time or resources excuse me to invest into their look right drew drew's on television so it's different so 
but you don't have your look together. So stop acting like you do. Stop posing in these ridiculous outfits. The hair don't look right. You look like the Universal Circus. I'm tired. Uh. Of it. Like I don't understand why we're why we're drum major, Universal Circus, Lion King, Mufasa wigs. I'm sick of all of it. So Drew says, so okay, well, I actually got you something gets up from the table and goes upstairs to get something. Now here's where the pivot takes place for me, because no matter what you bring back down <laughs> these steps, I'm going to remember how you look going up the steps. And when she gets up from the table, oh, friend, no. she has the say my name, mini cornrows in the front, right? No. Remember in say my name, how they had yeah. the thin short, like two inches of cornrows. And then mm-hmm. that crinkly hair, she had her hair like that up in a Jojo Siwa punky Brewster, um, ponytail that's like right here on the top wow. of her head and down in the back like like big right okay, very much like I want to dance with somebody but don't nobody ask you to dance <laughs> so, but then, so she gets up and she goes up the steps and she's wearing like a I think it was like a denim jacket maybe and a t-shirt I'm not mistaken but then there's this big um, like chiffon would you say Asante skirt it's yeah. like a, a sheer big Something tool, maybe tool. Yeah, you know, T U L L E. Okay, I believe that's how it's spelled. Tool, tool, yeah. You know, there's a tool skirt. Um, <laughs> it just looked very, very look. clear. It's very Lisa Frank. Very. Uh, mm. Let me think what else. Joe Joe C. Why we we keep coming back? We keep coming back. Okay. When you and first said it, I didn't want to say this. Right. But but you know how JoJo Siwa's ponytail, like the way it just moves, it Drew. it just kept Drew doing Drew that. <laughs> Drew Drew JoJo Siwa meet Drew Drew Sedora. Okay, because it's the same thing. But so she goes upstairs to get this photo, um, a, a stock photo or whatever tear sheet headshot, and she signs it as if it's an autograph at like oh, a, you know wow. on a print something, and gives it to Latoya and tells her she's her number one fan. <laughs> and so Latoya says, "Yes, I am. Thank you. Whatever." She's a good sport because you can't really that shit don't really bother Latoya. You know what right. I'm saying? Because at the time you respond, you're responding to what she already done said. So right. You know what I mean? Like she really don't have. You're reacting. That, yeah, like it's like she's already done it. So it no was funny to say, watch because it was such a cute moment, I guess, for Drew. But it was also cool to watch how Latoya is a good sport. Like Latoya knows that the name of the game is we getting each other. So it's like when you get her back, it's like cool, okay. Like she's nice. like, I'm gonna eat that, Be- right? I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> like, and but when I come back, just know I'm coming back because that's what we do- so that's what we doing. Like, because I let's be clear, she ate Drew up on that patio. <laughs> At Cynthia's house when they were talking about being separated. And I'll never forget the way she was saying. She's like, Drew was like, Latoya said how she felt about being separated yet still married. Drew said, says who? And Latoya was like, says me. (laughs) And she literally did like that. And Drew got pissed in that very moment when Latoya reacted that way and kind of like, bitch, I said it. You know what I'm saying? She was like, yeah, but you're separated. The way she said it, she's like, but you're separated. And Drew said something else on the toilet. It's like, yeah, but you're separated. And the way she said it. It's because they're so different anyway. So it's like LaToya is like. LaToya ate her ass up. Right. Like LaToya. LaToya is like. On that that thing. I don't know if like maybe there are pieces of Drew that LaToya. I mean of LaToya. I don't know if Drew actually knows more about Latoya than she wants to let on, and maybe there's pieces about her that she's jealous of. But you can tell that Latoya carries herself in a way that it's like she doesn't care what people think. But outside of that, she like she knows better because Drew just looks 
Drew, I mean, you see who she's married to and how he acts. She doesn't know better. Like, the this nigga was gone for days. And she still didn't know. And which I still feel like that whole scene was an act anyway. I'm sorry. Never mind. I don't even care. There's just a lot of things that put me off about Drew now that I think about that. that so, it's like I already am put off by her. So, watching her try to check LaToya. It's like, I see how this is a moment for you. But I see how LaToya has still taken the high road because she knows she's going to, you know, still be a badass bitch, which she is. And Period. So, <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the problem. And the only reason she doesn't have that peach is because, like I said, it, well, it, allegedly the rumor is that her estranged husband was unwilling to allow her kids to, you know, be filmed for the show. Right. But Latoya has been a, and she's just getting started because this, the season has really heated up with this girls' trip that they're currently on, um, celebrating Cynthia's Bachelorette weekend in um, the Isle of Palms, South Carolina, which is beautiful. Mm. Um, so it's gonna be good. There's been some funny moments. Candy complaining about. Kenya ordering that crab cake for only herself. That was funny. Candy looked um, good in that orange. She did look good in that orange. When Marlo, when Latoya, when there was the big scuffle in Melee about Latoya allegedly putting her hands on Drew and Marlo <laughs> going to tell Latoya, you don't put your hands on nobody though. That's cold. No touching. That's cold. <laughs> she said, that's cold. That was funny. Marlo um, getting dressed, putting on all these accessories and like really couture swimwear and like thigh high Tom Ford. That was a cute moment like it when was. she was like you know this made she... me feel yeah. good yeah. <laughs> i was like oh because you because we all as like watchers we know it does make her feel good too so it's like yeah it. we do it's the sincerity <laughs> of the show and those are the things that that give that show a heartbeat and that have endeared us to it for 13 seasons i know i've been watching since season one mm-hmm. so for th- this is my 13th season <laughs> wow really watching this show you know episodically so just wanted everybody to know about that. It's a lot of other shit on TV, but a podcast can only be so long. So uh, <laughs> you gonna talk about Portia that. jumped over that couch? No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> they so still fight on that soon. No, <laughs> they tried to do a oh damn murder God, mystery. <laughs> they tried to do. They did this ghetto ass murder mystery, and oh, they did Portia was just out. <laughs> right? Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Which was funny, and also um, the Salt Lake City reunion is about to air, and the trailer came that. out today. Already, two, wow! Two more, so two things, really quick. So the Salt Lake City trailer aired um, for the reunion. It's going to come on shortly, and Mary Cosby, the one who y'all know who Mary Cosby mm-hmm. is, the black one that I told yeah, you I feel sorry for, she fell asleep at the reunion. <gasps> <And> so that. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all gotta see that and that, that so, that's, so you already that's know very that's very relatable content Black History Month y'all <laughs> then also the Married to Medicine series I mean season 8 trailer came out as well I cannot wait everybody's back except Mariah um, yes. Contessa and Toya get into it and Contessa yes. asked Toya who the fuck you talking to and Toya <laughs> said the person I'm looking at <laughs> and did like that so it's gonna be good y'all Dr. Heavenly raised hell the whole trailer um, and her and Simone go get into it her and um, the new girl get into it Quad is back as a friend of the show which I think is cool oh, we'll see okay. how much she filmed yeah, but she's coming back Lisa Nicole Cloud who Quad got into a physical altercation with at the Lawrence which is right in midtown mm-hmm. Atlanta and when mm-hmm. I rolled past it, I was like, damn, that's right. She threw that wife on <laughs> But Lisa see Nicole it. is back as a friend of the show. Carrie Wells, who I don't care nothing about, is nothing. also back as a fair friend of the show. It's going to be good. So Married to Medicine season eight. And shout out to Claudia Jordan. Um, her Out Loud show, she interviewed Wendy Williams. Yes. Um, which was really interesting because Wendy was letting the chopper sing. And she also let the chopper Ooh. sing in that documentary. Yes. Did y'all see everything. the movie? 
I did. I saw the documentary, not the movie. Cause I, I wish I would have only the watched shit. the documentary and not the movie. I'm going to watch yeah, it, but same. I just, you know, I, I was like, reverse. let me get straight to the documentary because I know that's where the real information is. I got it. I got to watch. Did it come on after the movie? Yep. The yeah, documentary came on right after. Okay. I need to try to find it. All right. It was well. an event. All right. So that's <laughs> it, y'all. That's it for us this week. As always, thank you for your patience and your grace and your love and support. We thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.